0: When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Terry Perrani's Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins Wilkins, on on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.
1: to be a New Year's Eve thriller here at Rogers Place, only the fourth time in their history. The Oilers play at home on December 31st. They haven't had a lot of luck on this day, just two 12 and 4 now on New Year's Eve. Tonight, the plucky Vancouver Canucks win it in a shootout. 3-2-the final. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's eleven fifteen. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and the Terry Paranich Team Broadcast Center. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Feel free to get in touch by calling 780-496-0063. A game where the Oilers trailed. Most of the time, they did rally to tie it twice, including on a power play goal with 93 seconds left by Connor McDavid. But overall, Rob, a a Canucks team that came in here, I I thought played a, a very good game, worked hard along the boards. And you could probably count two, three dozen plays where the Oilers trying to get a breakout pass, trying to center a puck. Canuck gets his stick in the passing lane, able to knock it away, able to prevent the Oilers from executing as cleanly as they would have liked?
2: Well, the, the Canucks aren't going to outskill you. They, they just don't. Their best two skilled players, the Sedins, are, are on the back end of their career. They're going to have to outwork you if they want to win hockey games. And they came in tonight with a great work ethic. They came with a smart game plan, get pucks in deep, And the biggest thing, they rely on good goaltending. And Miller has stolen a couple games for them this year. And tonight it was Markstrom that was in net for the Canucks. And it was excellent. And it took, you know, the full 60 minutes for the Oilers to be able to eke out that second point uh, with, with a big power play goal at the end. So it was not the best game for the Oilers. I think they're you know, they had a number of shots. They had a number of chances. I think details it would hurt them tonight. I don't think they were as detail-orientated as they they have been in the past. And the Vancouver Canucks just won enough battles tonight to be able to steal that extra point. Entertaining game but I'm not sure it's going to be one that Todd McClellan's going to be completely happy with.
1: And we'll have Todd post-game right away. That'll be courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. You mentioned Jacob Markstrom, the obvious first start tonight. He makes 42 saves. He turned away all three Oilers shooters. In the shootout, Connor McDavid is named the second star and Bo Horvat with two assists and the only goal in the shootout is the third star. Our fourth star of the game is presented by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates.
2: Well, I... Uh, there's a there's a few players the Oilers played well tonight I thought Talbot was good in net for the Oilers I thought Matthew Benning on the back end back and he's plus Plus when he sets up a, a, a goal tonight on the power play plays 21 minutes I'm going to go with Matthew Benning who I thought was very very good for the Oilers tonight
1: and I'm going to go with Drake Kajula who hit the score sheet tonight and I thought checked pretty hard he's had a couple decent games in a row 780-496-0063 we'll welcome our buddy Rocket to start off the calls tonight Rocket Happy New Year
3: Happy New Year, boys. How are you doing? Well, you know what? I thought uh, this 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 was a this was a good game, and and I got I got to tell you, if you look at other teams in the National Hockey League, looking at the Edmonton Oilers, there's one stat I think you should look at, and that's and that's the uh, overtime losses, which is what like it now seven. Those are valuable valuable points when it comes down to the end of the year and and the other thing that i think it it does is when you when you look at that stat column and other teams look at is is it sends a message saying you know we're not losing 2-1 anymore we're winning games and even and even if we're we should have lost this game but thanks to mcdavid we 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 Got it out another point, and every point we got out, this is like a no lose hockey team. Their their mo now is like we will not lose. We will if we if we lose, we're going to take a point from you at least. Well, and I well, just kind of wanted your thoughts on that.
1: Well, you know, Todd McClellan said something yesterday, and and look, we're going to hear from Todd. I'm seeing some comments on Twitter. I, I don't think he was overall pleased with this game, but yesterday Todd McClellan said we we. It takes us longer to reach a panic point. Did the Oilers play great tonight? No. W- was the opposition preventing them from doing some things? Sure, but I never got the sense that the Oilers were panicking or going uh, outside of uh, of their game plan, or all of a sudden like, okay, we're down a goal, we better try 120 feet breakaway passes all the time. They stayed. And, st-
3: and Reid, it- I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but as a fan, I have the same. Feeling like I, I I don't have a panicky feeling as a fan watching the game either, just so you know. Like, I just sorry, no, but go well, ahead.
1: No, that's a good point. That, that's 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 a good point, Rocket, for sure. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for calling tonight. 7804960063. He mentioned the overtime points. The Oilers are now 19 12 and 7 on the season. The in December they go 7 2 and 5, so they only have two games out of 14. They don't get a point in. In games that have been tied after 60 minutes this season, the Oilers are 4-7, which isn't that great. The Canucks are 9-3 and three in games tied after 60 minutes. They've done very well in overtime and shootouts.
2: And if I was a guy that put money on these things, I would think it would be the opposite. You look at the, the Oilers in 3-3, three on three, the type of players that they can put out there, the speed that they have compared to what the, the Canucks put out there. The Sedins had a 2-1 on one from their own zone back and Leon Dreisettle was able, he was like about a zone behind, was able to catch up and not allow, uh, I'm not sure if it was Daniel Henrik, to get the, a, a clear shot away because he got back so fast. The Canucks don't have the same type of speed the Oilers do, yet they, they found a way tonight. And uh, a great shootout move for, was it Horvath that scored yeah. the game winner? Beautiful shot on on Talbot, he made no mistake. But for anyone that is, was against three-on-three hockey and three-on-three overtime, we've seen some fantastic overtimes this year. Not always ending the way that we want to, but the entertainment value was sensational. Is that three-on-three we saw today just went back and forth? It could have ended about five or six times. Dry Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins all unable to score
1: for the Oilers. We have a tweet here from Jay Onright. Wow! I mean, there
2: are superstars, the Ath- legends listening to Athabasca's us right now. The
1: Jay on right now working for Fox Sports. He says, question for you and Rob. If Mark Lattestu was coaching the Oilers, do you think he would put himself in a shootout ahead of <laughs> Everly and McDavid?
2: <laughs> um... Yes, because of the success he's had he's this year. He's over 40% in his career. And this year, he's three for four. He was three for four, this year going three for into four before And three. actually today, the, the shot he had today, it was his, it was his shot. It, he had it in his spot. He missed it by an inch. Yeah, an inch A, higher it's an in. An inch higher it's in. Uh, personally, at some point in my first three, I would have Connor McDavid. I, I don't know who you pull out, but somebody is coming out to put the best player in the league, scoring leader in the league, into the shootout I don't have it's like if you're playing cards and you got the ace of Trump why keep it in your hand play it Connor McDavid is the ace of Trump and this is a, a couple times this year we've seen him not in the first three in the shootout
1: yeah I mean it's an interesting debate and we we only have it when the Oilers lose a shootout I mean mm-hmm. Letestu won the shootout in uh, in Long Island I guess they're not a, well they're still on Long Island they're in Brooklyn now but uh, and w- when we, we first stepped up, we were like, oh, that's interesting. I mean, latestu's proven. He does the same move every time. When he's been stopped this year, he's hit the post. And as you said, Rob, he, he had it. He misses by an inch. If it's me, I, I would still go some combination of Latestu McDavid, Everly as my first three. Then you still have Leon and Nuge, four or five. But again, Leon scored this year. Nuge Hopkins yep.
2: scored this year. So- well, yeah, And once again, I don't know who you pull out. But Connor McDavid is in my top three every time.
1: It just but Latestu would also be in your top three this season.
2: Oh, he would. Yeah. But if but if I have to make a decision between Connor McDavid and any of them, I would pick Connor McDavid. Sure, ahead if of. It, sure. If it was because you never know what he might pull yes. off. Yes, he. I mean, he he's the best, and it's not as though there there's stars in the league, and the Sedins are an example. They're stars that don't shoot in the shootout. Why? Because the Steens rarely get breakaways in games. That's not how their game is made. They are not speed demons. Connor McDavid game, he gets breakaways. He always gets breakaways. He knows how to score on breakaways. That's why Connor McDavid, to me, would be an automatic every time the others go to a shootout. Because he's been there before. Henrik Sedin has taken five shootout attempts in his whole career. In his 16-year career. He's never scored. <laughs> Daniel Sedin is 4 for 29 for 14%. It's amazing that they hadn't accidentally scored more than that. The number of times, I mean, it, they're just, they're not breakaway players. They are they are down low, half court style hockey players that have been very successful and very, very good. Having said that, still Connor McDavid would be in my top three.
1: All right, six zero zero six three. The Oilers have to settle for a single point tonight. 3-2 the Canucks take it in a shootout we'll have Canucks post game reaction courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group Challenge creates opportunity we provide solutions and we'll have Oilers head coach Todd McClellan when we get back it's Canadian
0: Brewhouse Overtime Open Line Terry
1: This is Overtime Center.
0: Open Line brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chan Daniel Sedin walks in, centers, Chris shot, what a save made by Cam Talbot with the right pad, he pushed
4: hard off the left skate.
1: Yeah, Talbot, couple of great saves in overtime, that's your save of the game for Armour Insurance, complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card. At armorinsurance.ca, Talbot takes the overtime, well the shootout loss tonight, his record for the season now 18-10-6. The Canucks, good effort by them, they win it 3-2 in a shootout. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. If you're on hold, stay there, but we gotta go downstairs for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Here's Oilers coach Todd McClellan.
4: Just a thought on, Just a thought on the contest. It looked like turnovers, aren't you?
0: Well, turnovers and just, we're flat. I don't, know, I don't know any other way to put it. We were flat. Our execution was poor. We played the game standing still. We wanted to pass from a stationary guy to another stationary player to another stationary player, and um, you know we didn't go after uh, or skate a team that played an overtime game the night before. And uh, when you stand around and you try and do it the easy way, I guess it doesn't work. And that included defensively. I thought we were near our jobs, but we weren't doing them. And so we probably got fortunate finding a point tonight. Um, that three-on-three three overtime is probably one of the most exciting we've seen in a long time. As a coach,
4: do you kind of just sit back and admire it, or how do you kind of deal with when they're trading well, chances at both of ends?
0: It is exciting. It's it's fun to be a part of. It's fun to watch. You, you want to be on the winning end of it, though, and you want guys to play with uh, a sense of responsibility. But basically, every rush is an outnumbered situation. It's a, it's a two-on-one one way into a two-on-one the other. And it's exciting, it's fun. Uh, there's no opportunity to clog up the neutral zone or uh, um, you know or really hook or hold or anything like that. It's free hockey. and um, so that was an exciting period. I think the best period that I've ever seen was at the, the World Cup this year with team North America. That was about as exciting as it gets. Top when the team doesn't have its best performance and you still manage to eke out a point, how much satisfaction is there? In getting that well, point. It's, For me, it's more disappointment than satisfaction tonight because we had a chance to go on the road, on a roll, and, and we should, and we did feel good about our game. Um, again, tonight, just not enough grade eight performances from a lot of people, and uh, you know, as a result, and uh, we find a way to get one point. I guess you can say well, it's it's good, but I'm looking at it from half empty. I don't think it's uh, where we need it to be. So disappointed. How do you feel how the power play did tonight? How do I feel? About the power play. Uh, well, power play saved our butts today. I, I think we, got, we were only rewarded with one on the score sheet, but it was two. So uh, we moved the puck around okay there, and there was a little bit of movement and motion. We went and got pucks back, but when it came to five on five, we, were, uh, we certainly weren't on our toes. And you have to give Vancouver credit. They played a real good game.
3: Uh, Kajula has seven shots on net. He scores a, a goal as well. If you guys can get him going, what will that do for the hockey team?
0: Well, it would do wonders for his confidence because he's, he's lost it a little bit. I think over since Christmas, he's been one of our better players. And uh, it would do wonders for our team to have somebody in that three-hole to, uh, to go. We could keep Leon up on the wing. Uh, but I thought he was really sharp tonight, maybe our best player.
1: Okay, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. He says the glass is half empty after a 3-2 shootout loss to the Vancouver Canucks. He often gives us a little snippet that I find is a really great summary, Rob. And, and he says, defensively, we were near our jobs, but not doing them. I thought that was, that, that's fair. I mean, it's not like the Oilers were, were totally out of the game, but you mentioned the details. They just weren't quite as engaged as, as we've often seen them this season.
2: Well, and if you want a, a, a visual of what he was talking about, it's the, the, the goal where Cassian was back. He was beside his man. He skated with him from the top of the circles all the way to the goal net. He was with him, but he wasn't doing his job. And all of a sudden, two whacks on the puck, the puck's in the net, and the Oilers are chasing again. So the Oilers, just details, they weren't there. And you go through a long season, there's going to be nights that you have those nights where you just, as he said, you were flat. Uh, The good thing for the Oilers is they were able to sneak a point out of it, which is going to be huge as the season continues as they go push for a playoff spot. But they're also at the end of the night, and the coaching staff is going to be sitting in the room thinking, this is a team that we should have taken two from, and they didn't take advantage of a, a team with injuries, a team that played the night before, team playing their backup goaltender. They didn't take advantage of all any of those, and had to fight and get uh, get a lucky break at the end. The, the you know the. They didn't get that power play at the end. If Vancouver gets the puck out like they should have, yep. they turn the puck over, turns into a penalty, they get the power play. Give them credit. They did take advantage, and the Oilers' power play was excellent tonight.
1: Oilers second in the Pacific Division, two points behind San Jose, one point ahead of Anaheim. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Jay on the line. Jay,
4: thank you very much for calling. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just two, two things. Um... Yeah, I don't understand why McDavid uh, was not in the shootout. That's just, uh, you already covered it, Rob, but it's just such a no-brainer. In my view, he should be in every single night. I, You know, I mean, you put your top guy out there. I, I own a business. You know, you put your top people out in critical situations every single time. So that's one comment. My main comment, though, was um, regarding Lucic. Uh, you know, I really, I'm really trying time to be a big fan of him. He's the assistant. He's on the first line. A lot of, uh, who, you know, uh, whoop-law about him coming in. And, man, he looks flat-fitted to me and slow. And I'm just, I'm concerned about him. Just, I know he's tough. He can be tough along the boards. He can deflect himself. He's a big body. But, man, there are nights like tonight where I'm like, the guy just can't keep up. And is just stick handling look poor to me. And, I just kind of wonder about him, him going forward. and I know he's a leader in the room. I uh, just
1: wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, Jay. I, I mean, we've heard that about Lou Cheech. I, I know there there were going to be concerns. Um, I mean, 25 points in 37 games. I, I, I think we've seen him, in my mind, Rob, be more effective against the St. Louis Blues, uh, against the L.A. Kings, probably even against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I, I, I don't know I, I mean I, I don't think it was I don't think it was a bad signing I, I don't think he's he's incapable of playing um, I don't know if he you know if you want to pick another big left winger I don't know if he always reads the game as well as Patrick Maroon does for example well
2: I, at the beginning of the year that everyone was excited Milan was coming it was a huge signing by the Oilers and they're going to play him with McDavid, and this is the most sought-after free agent, and and the Oilers won the sweepstakes, and all of a sudden the, the bar was put higher than I think Milan Lucic was able to reach. Milan right now is on pace for what his career numbers are, his average numbers. He's on pace for about 22, 23 goals and about 55 points, which is what he gets every year. And he's played with good players before. I know he hasn't played with a Connor McDavid, but he's had either a Creechie or a Bergeron or, or players of that ilk who were excellent forwards, excellent centermen in, in Boston. He, they sign him for, for what he brings on the ice, and that's what you're going to get 25 goals, 55 points. And they also sign him for all, all the intangibles, the things that he does in the dressing room, things that he does with Which the McDavid younger players. reference McDavid Yes, and, he, and McDavid's talked about it many, many times, how much Lucic has helped him. There's going to be times where Lucic is a step behind because he's playing with a guy... Connor McDavid isn't just fast. He's the fastest player in the NHL. So when he's going... Lucic isn't going to keep up. If he's keeping up, then all of a sudden that means McDavid is not skating fast. So there's going to be nice that it looks like that tying goal tonight. Lucic makes an excellent it's a great play, pass. excellent play. I mean, Dry said it made a better and pass an even by better by pass Leon, back yes. by Leon. But Leon has that ability. Lucic shows you that in flashes. So uh, the expectations for Milan Lucic, because of his contract, because the Oilers went out and everyone was talking about getting Milan Lucic, I think might be higher than they are. He right now is living up to what he's done throughout his career he's going to be a 25 goal scorer, 55 points get into a couple fights and be a good team player
1: yeah, and i mean if if milan lucic isn't in that role who on the and i know the people who hated the hall trade are going to say well they could have kept hall okay fair enough but then your defense is weaker so if if you trade taylor hall to approve your defense and then don't sign milan lucic who has 26 points in lucic's role not benoit pouliot not matt hendricks not Jujar Arcara up from the farm, not Anton Lander moved to the left wing. I mean, sometimes you gotta look at it that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, Connor McDavid is playing with Milan Lucic and Connor McDavid is leading the NHL in points. So, I mean, Milan's gonna have his good nights. He's gonna have the nights where you, you, you want more, but this is Milan. You are seeing what you get from Milan. Expecting more is just gonna frustrate you because this is what he's done throughout his entire career which is exactly why the Oilers went out and got him. Oilers fall
1: 3-2 in a shootout to the Canucks. No Japanese Village goal light tonight. Three locations in Edmonton for Japanese Village, downtown, south side, and north side. If the Oilers score five or more goals in a game, you can go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. We're looking for somebody to finish the play, 780-496-0063. We also have Gary on the line. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry
0: Perenich Team Broadcast Live Center. from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse, all on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. Bo Horvat has two assists and the game-deciding goal in the shootout as the Canucks edged the Oilers 3-2. It was Kajula and McDavid scoring the Oilers' goals tonight. McDavid tied it on the power play with a minute 33 left. Two goals for Edmonton. That means 50 bucks to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, courtesy of Booster Juice and Oasis of Freshness in a Fast Paced World. Their total donation this year now up to $2,700. Happy New Year. It's eleven forty-three. along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins, and we have Gary on the open line at 780
4: 496 0063. Hi, Gary. Good evening, uh, Reed. Rob, thanks for taking my call this evening. Uh, well, <laughs> it was a game that we were, uh, oil fans, oiler fans were hoping to, uh, to get the two points against the Canucks after them uh, playing three games in four nights. Uh, I guess you got to look forward, at least got a point of it. And the only p- positive side, too, is Conor McDavid continues uh, his at least start of a point streak, uh, getting a, a goal. And uh, I guess we can look forward to the new year when we uh, come back to play against the... Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, who are on an incredible at 15 games. Maybe uh, this will inspire them to uh, come on the new year to put up a good game against the Columbus Blue Jackets on, on Tuesday night.
1: Well, it sets up it sets up uh, an amazing showdown. Thanks, Gary. I mean, the Canucks have, or the with uh, well, the Canucks, by the way, have won three in a row. They won all three of their three and four. So we got to give them credit for that. Sets up a, a great storyline for the Oilers going in there to try to be the latest team to try to. Beat the Blue Jackets. You know, it's funny, we got an email here at Inside Sports at 630Ched.com from George, who says, the Oilers are going to beat the Blue Jackets. I watch most teams in the league, and the Oilers are the best team to watch. He says, not the best team in the NHL, but the best to watch. George says, whatever they did wrong tonight, they will improve. They are 1,000% better to watch than last year. Well, I mean, all the, <laughs> all the games are close especially this month, they've been exciting. They've been tense. They go to overtime eight times in 14 games this month. Rob, as I've thrown out there before, it's now 12 out of the 14 games this month we're tied or within a goal after two periods. And I mean, you've you've been there, Rob. I, I can only imagine, but I'm thinking, I wanna be the, I want to be on the team that ends the winning streak. I wanna be on the team that, that stops Columbus's
2: role. Well, you do. I mean, players are competitive and, and players are fans. So they're, they're watching the highlights at night. They're, they're counting how many games that they've won in a row. They're seeing how well they're doing. And they want to be, the, because of the competitive nature in them, they want to be the guys that stop the streak. They want to be the guys at the end of the night that get to raise their sticks up in there and watch Columbus skate off with their first loss in a long, long time. Uh, Columbus is a good hockey club. They are the, one of the elite in the National Hockey League this year, and they are obviously the best in the league as in the last little while. It's a test for the Oilers. The Oilers want to get to the next level. Right now, the Oilers, as you talked about, you you put them in different groups. You can go in three groups in the league or four groups in the league. The Oilers aren't yet in the top group. They're not one of the elite teams. But every time they play an elite team, they get to test themselves. They get to see where they need to improve, what they can improve on, where their deficiencies are. Well, Columbus is as good as it gets right now. And the Oilers are going to be rested. Columbus is going to be rested. It's going to be a match between two teams that... Uh, have really found themselves throughout the month of December, and it's going to be an entertaining game. As we said earlier, the Oilers are a competitive hockey club right now. They do not get knocked out of games early. They don't knock teams out, but they are in every game, and it's going to be a nice test for them on Tuesday night. Three-two, the Canucks take it in a shootout. Rob, I want to go back to the game-time goal for the Oilers,
1: and we we sit up top, and, and it's an easy game to watch mm-hmm. up top. You don't you don't you're not totally in engaged in how fast it is it's easy to see where a guy should put the puck who he should pass to you can often immediately tell if a guy makes a wrong decision even though it may have not been apparent to him but Leon Dreisaitl has made passes this year where I'm thinking to myself what is he doing oh that's what he's doing and to me that was one when he set
2: up McDavid to tie it there's only one player on the team that can think like McDavid and it is Leon Dreisaitl they they they're the two players that think the game differently than everybody else Anyone else on the team, that puck goes over, Milan passes to the puck, they're putting the puck on net. But uh, Leon, before the puck got to him, he knew where he wanted that puck to go. And an unbelievable, beautiful play. Now, when you're a a good player like Leon is, you can think the game better than most, but you still have to execute it. He knew what he wanted to do with that puck before it came, but he still had to make a one-touch pass back between legs to a guy who Connor McDavid wasn't at that spot yet. He was still coming to that spot and he wasn't ready for the pass. Like it, just, it hit him right on the stick. So a great play by Leon Dreisaitl and all of a sudden Markstrom, who was sensational tonight, had absolutely no chance as Connor McDavid has the puck on a stick with a wide-open net.
1: Tell you what, if you want to qualify for the grand prize draw, $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center, visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. you got to call right now to get in to finish the play, 780-496-0063. And uh, our uh, visiting dressing room interviews. Brought to you by Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Going to take a quick timeout. Oilers lose 3-2 in a shootout. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center.
0: This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 chat. Less
1: than eight minutes until we welcome 2017 Here's our final finish-the-play challenge of 2016.
4: To deny Henrik, and now Connor McDavid the other way. Could be a two-on-one. McDavid to Larson, wrist shot.
1: Okay, and we're going to bring in Mike for the solution. Adam Larson, goal or no goal? No goal. Let's find out for sure.
4: To deny Henrik, and now Connor McDavid the other way. Could be a two-on-one. McDavid to Larson, wrist shot. Same by Jacob Markstrom
1: thrilling overtime. Jacob Markstrand, 42 saves tonight for the Canucks. He turned away all three Oilers in the shootout, and the Canucks win it 3-2. The Oilers do get a point. They're 19-12-7 and on the season. Good stuff. Mike's in the grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. And Rob, I think Larson being out there is as good a point as any for our our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. We haven't seen Larson, I don't think, in three-on-three before this season clearly Andre Sekra if healthy would have been out there on the first or second shift
2: well Andre Sekra normally goes out whenever McDavid is on the ice he and Seidel and, and, and McDavid the three of them have been very successful Sekra's been good ever since he's come over here in the three on three he's got very good offensive instincts he knows when to jump in and he's got a little bit of finish at the net now having said that would have Sekra have scored I don't know because Larson did get a good shot away and Markstrom just got enough on his glove to hit off the crossbar and over the net uh, it, it's one of those, the Oilers lose, yet they were inches away from winning two or three times in overtime. It was an exciting overtime. Uh, unfortunately for the Oilers, they weren't able to capitalize on their chances. And then the shootout, it's just a lottery. And unfortunately, again, the Vancouver Canucks were able to sneak one by Talbot. All right, here's
1: how the Advantage Trailer Rental Scoreboard looks on New Year's Eve. The Columbus Blue Jackets, who the Oilers will play on Tuesday night, win again. They're 15th in a row, and they end Minnesota's 12-game winning streak, 4-2. The Blue Jackets take that one. The Capitals pounding the Devils today, 6-2. Bruins over the Sabres, 3-1. The Islanders whip the Jets,
2: 6-2. The Penguins tied in the last minute and beat the Habs in overtime, 4-3. They did Evgeny Milken with a wonderful one-timing shot in overtime on a power play. He goes bar down. They win in overtime. He moves into a tie. At that. Actually, he moved ahead of Connor McDavid at that point in the scoring race. Now they are tied at the top. And, he ha- and if you haven't seen that highlight, a weird one, because the Canadians were called for a
1: too-many-men penalty while Pittsburgh had the puck, and the Penguins weren't happy about it, but they get the win. Carolina loses 3-1 in Tampa Bay again if you haven't seen this already you'll want to look it up later tonight or tomorrow morning they had to use their equipment manager as the backup goalie and they put him in for the final seven seconds of the game he does have a goaltending background the Lightning win 3-1 Rangers over the Avs 6-2 Panthers beat the Stars 3-1 the flames four goals in the first period and they beat arizona 4-2 arizona really having a tough time and the kings beat the sharks 3-2 so the oilers do make up a point on the sharks they're two out of first in the pacific the sharks though do have a game in hand
2: well it was a, a good 2016 for the edmonton oilers but I think bigger and better things are in store for them in 2017. A, a growth team.
1: And uh, tonight, I, I think a little disappointing. You, you could hear Coach Todd wasn't happy with the effort. But, again, a game they, they're still able to squeak a point out of. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and the, 4-0-2 in their last six. They're playing, they're playing good hockey. The Oilers' bar, though, has moved up. I that's think that's the, the biggest thing right now. They've got a higher bar, and it's a little higher to achieve. And it'll be fun seeing them try to achieve that in 2017.
1: It'll start on Tuesday, January 3rd, at Columbus. We have it on 6:30 Ched, 3:30 face off show. The game will start at five. More on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Plenty more post-game reaction. Kellen Kennedy is going to post there for you. Rob, always a pleasure working with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Reed. Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer this evening. Troy Bowler is our engineer here at Rogers Place. Canucks sneak past the Oilers, 3-2 in a shootout. This has been Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line from the Terry Paranish Team Broadcast Centre. My name is Reid Wilkins. Happy New Year.